I'm not gonna burp. Hey there, guys and ghouls. You're tuned in to Broadcast from the Belfry, a congested podcast for the morbidly curious. I'm congested. Sitting next to me is not congested. How are you doing today, not congested? <coughs> coffee. Yep. <laughs> Never mind. Your name is switched to coffee. The that lesser sounds known. like coffee, though. Yeah. No, it's like inky, blinky. It's like inky, blinky, stinky. There's one more. No, no. it's inky, pinky. Inky, inky, blinky, pinky. And then what's the fourth one? It's It's got a dumb name. It's like Bert. Yeah, it's like Roger. It's like a really normal name. Yeah. We're talking about Pac-Man ghosts. I, we're going to talk a lot about ghosts <laughs> over the next two episodes. Foreshadowing. So it's really kind of accurate, but I, it's really going to bother me. Clyde. Oh, oh, that's it. Yep. Inky, pinky, blinky, and Clyde. Clyde. Okay. Uh, like a horse. Yeah. Is he a ghost it's horse? It's a Clydesdale. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Named after the River Clyde, which uh, was a question on Jeopardy that I was watching the other day, so oh, you're welcome. Weird, did not know that. Like, everyone's learning everything today. I know a lot of things uh, from watching Jeopardy. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of things on Jeopardy. But, but a lot then, of things from Jeopardy, But too. then I learn from the mm. things that I don't know on Jeopardy. It's great. According to our birth certificates, my name's actually Sanjay, and this is actually Georgia. I'm a little sick, and I'm looking at a picture of Adam Levine. And all of his tattoos. Was that from the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, it yeah, is. He, he looks so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's got cool tattoos in theory, but like, then he's just like, she I think will it's the be California loved. one that weirds me out the most. Yeah. I'm eating MMs. You're welcome for this ASMR. ASMR. Yep. <laughs> I also just like Adam Levine in American Horror Story. I don't know he was in it, but I've only seen. Uh, Roanoke, oh. which was one of my favorite seasons of, like, TV period, like, ever, and everyone's like, you should watch the rest of American Horror Story, and I'm like, I don't think I would like most of the rest of it, Yeah, and I like it because it's, like, kind of off the wall. Basically, so cool. he's not even, like, an important character. He's just in it. He's just in it. Oh. He's in, like, several episodes, but it's all the same scene, and he gets his arm ripped off interesting we got all the candy over here we do get candy corn candy orbs candy drinks georgia's drinking a nice pespy and i'm drinking a full throttle it's the tiny can i thought i was just hallucinating no it's really small yeah they're they're like cocktail size i don't know we were at the grocery store the other day and i think Stu was just trying to be cute my love language is definitely touch Mm. his love language i think he thinks stuff like that is stupid, so he's never taken the quiz or anything. Mm-hmm. But I I would guess that his is acts of service. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And so we were at the grocery store, and I was at the self-checkout, and he was in the soda aisle. And I was like, what are you doing? And then he, like, put the tiny Pepsis in the basket, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, whatever. And then when I left for work the next day, he put one in my <laughs> work bag, and Aww. I was like, aw. That's sweet. <laughs> and I was because he knows I'll just go to the vending machine at work and yeah. spend a dollar. four times as a dollar fifty on like three times as much soda as I actually want to drink. So, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, portion control. It's okay. important. Thanks, buddy. Just like the last episode, we talked about how drinking fixes all your problems. Mm-hmm. Do you know what doesn't? Drinking too much of anything. It's true. It's all about portion control. S- says us when we both drank an entire bottle of wine in one episode. That is true. Also, I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, my bottle of wine was... What was mine? Yours was Tattoo Girl. We did mention it. We Did we mention the names, yeah. though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. Mine had light bulbs. Yours and hers was had called 
some folk lights folk something folk yeah something it was it cool. had light bulbs on the it did it. i loved it <laughs> i want like a shirt that looks like that wine bottle label if mumford and sons were wine it would be that bottle yeah i loved it it was great the wine itself was okay actually no i think i i hated yours no mine was okay i think you didn't really care about it that much i didn't mine was okay i'm pretty impartial but i enjoyed the experience that that wine like provided the ambiance was fantastic having the bottle next to me made me feel cool now what are we talking about today oh my god today we're gonna talk about victorian's fascination with death yay (gasps) like victoria justice no with that kind of victorians that kind of victorious uh no i love victoria justice how do you feel about Ariana Grande now versus how she was on Victorious? Uh, I actually, it was a complex topic that I cannot, I don't really know. I think I love her less, a little bit, but that was, but before, when she was on Victorious, she never got to sing, really. That's true. She didn't have really many speaking lines either, so whenever she did sing. And she was really dumb. Yeah. It was, like, mind-blowing. I was like, holy shit, where'd this voice come from? This is great. But yeah. now I'm like, I get it. We get it. You can sing. You're really <laughs> talented. Whatever. Cool. Bring back your red hair. Thanks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or Um, thank you next, as she would say. (laughs) Oh, that was good. I'd like to boo myself. Yeah, you should. My feet are going to fall asleep by the time we're done. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) I thought you were going to say just throw them away. It's like, yeet your feet 2020. You know, that's what we're going for. Get me a hacksaw. Yes. Let's get filthy. Speaking of filthy, we are still in Britain and you are still a filthy street urchin. Sweet. Oliver twisted up, yep. if you will. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like he hasn't combed his hair in a decade. No, he doesn't. I don't think he has. I'm scared of him a little bit. I just don't get it. I think that maybe he has a pet that lives in his... That, like, rat that he has, like, yeah. teased in the back of his head. It's like in... uh, What movie was that? Was that Solo? Maybe? <sighs> I think it was Solo, where there's, like, a guy whose ha- hair is, like a living thing or it was a new men in black movie i don't remember that in solo and i just watched that like a week ago then it was the new men in black movie like it's one or the other or it's like a video that i saw on facebook the other day where the kid he looks like he's wearing one of those like raccoon hats Mm -hmm. then he takes it down and it's just his cat (laughs) (laughs) who's very large what Last time we talked some about the Industrial Revolution and mm-hmm. the low standard of living that came along with it and all the diseases that were bad for your health. Mm-hmm. We learned that I knew nothing about the Industrial Revolution as well. That's true. Literally everything I thought I knew, very wrong. You know nothing, Sanjay Baker. I haven't watched that show. I know. Leave me alone. So, yeah, there's high mortality rate. Death is constant. Ugh. That also could be from Game of Thrones, and I would Game of Thrones. I would not know for sure. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> that was me just saying death is constant, and then adding in my good metal band <laughs> weak metalcore scream. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> well, I don't want to ruin my throat. I was at Finn's last night for Molly's my friend Molly's birthday. Mm-hmm. It's like birthday, bunch Molly. bunch of coworkers, and uh, <laughs> it was really loud, and. I could tell that it was really loud because after being there for about two hours, I was like, Jesus Christ, my throat hurts Mm -hmm. from having a conversation with someone. I hate it. I hate so much being, I like being in loud places sometimes because then it's like a wall of sound and it's really cool. 
but my voice is deep, so I literally have to max volume deep voice yeah. dad scream for <laughs> anyone to hear me. It's the worst. Because then I'm, I'm just talking all my... that table! Yeah, and I'm like, can somebody get me a pretzel? And then it's, like, not the same. <laughs> I hate it. It's the worst. And my throat hurts, and then I'm cranky. Crankier uh. than normal. <laughs> I'm always slightly to mostly cranky. I will say that whoever was picking music on the jukebox played... Pour some sugar on me ten times in a row. <laughs> no, they played... Uh, Ohio's for Lovers by Hawthorne Heights. They played what? some Fallout Boy. They played some Ooh. old school that used. Yes, nice. I was like, oh my god, am I in high school all over again? What's happening right now? And I sang all of the words, and it was fine. There was a, a meme or a post, or probably a post, where this guy was like, I was in charge of the kids, and like, while well, my wife went out drinking, and most guys would complain, but like, I'm not most guys. So when she went, I put tub thumping by chumbawama on the jukebox 10 times remotely because i knew the bar she was going to and he like subtly was alluding to her in text that it was him until eventually he was like uh i tried to put them down but they came up again i can't ever keep them down and she was like is this fucking you are you doing this and that's the kind of life i want to lead i want to everybody if you live in a place where there's a jukebox you can remote uh, or you can access remotely, yep. please let me know. Send it to us via any way you can contact us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I will spend $20 at that exact moment we should do that. to put tub thumping on that jukebox. We should do it to the jukebox at the loo. You can do that? Yeah, there's an app. I will definitely do that. Oh, hell yeah. Because you know everybody that goes to the loo would be like, what the fuck is this bullshit? No, what's that song by Linkin Park? You know, those like... What song is that? It's like the Linkin Park song. Is that their, that's what okay? It's All right, I'm gonna put that song on there ten times because I know the first three times everyone's gonna be super drunk and just like yeah. This happened to me. It wasn't remotely, but someone at the this was back in like 2010, 2011, and I was at O'Malley's before people got raped in the bathroom there. I was in high school, when this and happened. <laughs> it was like right after I moved here. Mm-hmm. Somebody put. Never gonna give you up on the jukebox. Yes, approximately ten times. It was the yes. ultimate rickroll, and everyone was really pissed. Did anyone consider that they were no strangers to love? That you knew the rules, and so did they. You'd known each other for I so s- long. No, I saw a thing the other day, and it was um, like the Star Wars intros, the writing, mm-hmm. the scrolling text, but it was the words to "Never gonna give you." Up. <laughs> it was the ultimate rickroll. I was. Uh, on a party bus for a wedding a few years ago and got accidentally really drunk like i was in the bridal party then all the groomsmen and all the bridesmaids switched drinks so all the guys were drinking like mango ritas and like strawberry ritas and all the girls <laughs> were chugging bud light and uh that song came on and i've never so passionately sang and lost a lot of memories because that all happened around the same time <laughs> I was singing that song, and then I was standing outside, and then I was back on the bus. <laughs> it was good. It was a really good time. What happened in between? No, no one, one knows. knows. I was, we were sweating. Also, there was no AC on the bus. It Ugh. broke literally on the way for them to pick us up. That sucks. Yeah, it was a lot. Last time I was on a party bus, it was for one of my coworkers' 21st birthdays. Ooh. And that was when icing was, like, brand new. Mm-hmm. So people just bought coolers of Bacardi ice. That's and, ridiculous. Um, I have never been iced, but I also... Oh, no, actually, I've been iced 
once. It was Kevin polite. and Julie got iced at their after wedding dinner, which sounds right. Was it was great. No, I've been iced by your boyfriend. He's the only person to ice me, <laughs> and he knows it. It was years ago, like years and years ago, and I can't chug things. Mm-hmm. Like I can chug like. Bombs. You don't have the same special talent that he does. No, I don't at all. So I just sat there for like five minutes, like, and I have sensitive teeth. So this is a whole thing. I'm like <laughs> sipping this, and he's I like, need "Dude, to go just get some Sensodyne." Yeah, he's like, "Just drink it." And I was like, "I can't." <laughs> If you pour it into, like, bomb glasses, I can drink it in ten increments of bombs, but, like, I can't just chug this. And he's like, there's no alcohol. And I was like, that's not the problem. I can't chug water either. It's too... I have sensitive teeth. That's the story of how I cried in a club. Death all around, all the time. Combine that with the standards of mourning that Queen Victoria set up. When her husband, Prince Albert, died. Is that mourning with a U or without a U? With a U. Okay, cool. I didn't We're know if you just meant death. I didn't yeah. know if you just meant like AM rituals. I mean know? probably that. All kind of that too, because um we'll get to that in a minute, but you end up with some real weird stuff going on. This already sounds like a Victorian shitty intro. Days. Like a shitty intro to a sitcom. <laughs> I wish this was a make us too. This was a sitcom, that'd be great. One of the characterizations of Queen Victoria, I think most people will know, like, if you picture kind of what she might look like in your brain, she's always wearing a black... Nice. She wore black dresses for 40 years. She wore a mourning dress every single day after her husband died. That's intense. Black on black on black. Um, When I die, I'm only wearing black dresses, too. I will get some custom-made mourning clothes Mm -hmm. like it was Victorian England all over again. It's going to be me. Georgia has me contractually and ethereal obligated to be in this podcast. So I'm excited every time we record. But if I die like tonight, I still have to do this for another three years. So my ghost will just like be here. So then you can wear black dresses and it'll be real cool. And then it's going to bring the podcast to a whole other level. It really will. Real ghost. Real tears from the ghost. (laughs) I am a spooky thing, but I still hate all spooky things. Mm-hmm. I hate myself. What's exactly. new? <laughs> so I don't want to spend too much time on the insane amount of details that went into morning wardrobes. But the they used crepe fabric to make a lot of the garments. That's like single ply toilet paper, isn't it? No. Okay. Is You're thinking it, of, like, crepe paper, which yeah. is different than, okay. yeah, Just checking. like, the fabric itself. Mm-hmm. It also different from, like, French crepes that you eat mm-hmm. with del- d- delicious toppings. I'm really good at making crepes. I think that's been discussed many times. Really? But it can't enough. Yeah, I'm very, I'm amazing at making crepes. You just get them real thin. Mm-hmm. Really good at it. You just, you're, you're one talent in life. Yeah, that's literally the my only special <laughs> skill. Or no, my two, three special skills. I cry way more than anyone would expect. I can throw up on command, and I can make great crepes. That's all I have. My resume is terrible. (laughs) I can fit a stack of quarters in my belly button. Let's go. (laughs) Take this show on the road. Yeah. Look at dollar 25. That's terrifying. (laughs) My belly button is giant. Dude, dude. Okay, the collective resume of this podcast is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So anyway, crepe fabric included arsenic in this production. So there's a video on YouTube. uh, This account that I follow. It's called Ask a Mortician by Caitlin Dowdy. She's really cool. I read her blog and I'm signed up to be a member. She runs this thing called the Good the Order of the Good Death. 
And it's all about, like, living your best death, you know? Don't die in a hospital, sick, full of people that don't care about you. Die at home with your family and make them not gross out to, like, tend to your corpse when you're dead. It's fine. That's how people did it for centuries before now. I don't know about that, dude. I'm just gonna, like, sleep in a coffin. That way, if I wake up dead, they'll just, like, oh, we'll just leave him. <laughs> then everyone will also start a rumor that you're actually a vampire. Yeah, that'd be sweet. So... Um, yeah, so... Dracula don't bite. Dracula scrape and lick. <laughs> Y'all kids want to see Dracula dance? Yeah! We already linked to that video on the show notes. We did. I love it. It's my favorite. So I'm going to link to this Ask a Mortician video, because it's pretty interesting. It's like 10 minutes long. It's very informative. But in the meantime, I thought we'd talk about some arsenic. Woo! Which is kind of an off-top... We're getting off-topic a little bit, but... Is arsenic the stuff that's in almonds? Does arsenic taste like almonds? Um, that's cyanide. Okay. Why do I know that, you ask? Good question. (laughs) Why wouldn't I know that? Acute arsenic exposure. Symptoms include vomiting, abdominal pain, watery, and or bloody diarrhea. I generally have both. (laughs) I also had food poisoning two days ago. It was awful. Chronic symptoms include thickening or darkening patches of skin, heart disease, and even cancer. Oh, yay. Yay. (laughs) But, yeah, arsenic was used widely in the 19th century. It contributed to uh, pigment in arts and crafts, rat poison, Mm. flypaper, and it was in cosmetics. I like how all of those things are so healthy, you know, and just so generally good for you. Yeah. I love it. Especially cosmetics, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that you put on your face. Mm Mm-hmm. Point being, uh, arsenic was easily obtainable and popular to use as poison because its symptoms looked a lot like cholera. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we really talked about this before, but I love a good poison. <laughs> I really do. No, what's your poison of choice? What's your poison? Pick your poison. Well, that's it. Gin. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm, same. Yes, <laughs> this is a very pro gin podcast. Yep. Everyone I know with a name gin. Great. Everyone I know that is a clear liquid derived from juniper berries. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Cool. <laughs> it's only gens I know. This is the liquid and the persons. What about a cotton gin? That one too. If you turn fabric into uh, or turn fiber into a wearable cloth, love it. <laughs> I like cloth. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love lamp. I love. Do you actually love lamp, or are you just saying that because you see one? <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a fan of poison. You can get really creative with delivery, you know? Like, did I cook it in your food? Did I put it in your drink? Did I put it in something that you're going to rub on your skin? Did I put it on my palm and then literally slap the skin off of <laughs> you so it seeps into your muscle fibers? Did I put it on fabric and then use that to smother you? That's true. Like, you can just, you can do all kinds of stuff. Have we talked about how long it takes to actually chloroform a person? No. It's apparently a long time, like five minutes of deep inhalation. It's not just like spaghetti and then you like put a cloth on their face and someone's unconscious. Well, that's what they used to knock people out for surgeries around this time too. Like, it's no anesthetics. You just, here's some chloroform. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun forgetting this pain that you're going to be through yeah. for the next hour. And then it's going to get infected and then you're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's great. The dream. Everyone loves to be infected. Everyone loves to be down with the sickness. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) What did I... 
Oh, it was the other morning. Stu was like, wake up. <laughs> and that was like, <laughs> that was like, why don't I put on a little makeup? <laughs> and then he just goes, I would love to hear you sing that whole song. And I was like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> this is also a uh, system of a down appreciation <laughs> cast. So shout out to, I forgot the lead singer's name because it's a whole lot of name. Um, but you're great. You're gonna Google it right now. Yeah, aren't I'm you? Actually, I'm looking it up for the first time ever. Normally, I just deal with it. Serge Tan- Tankian. Serge, yeah. Serge Tankian. Tankian. Everyone's name is ridiculous in this band. We're gonna talk about these arsenic cases. <laughs> oh yeah, not Serge. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Serge. We love you. So the first one, Madeline Smith. We're gonna talk about her. Mm-hmm. We're in Glasgow. It's 1897. She's 21. And she's having a torrid affair with Ooh. a clerk named Emile Langlais. Mm, what a fancy name. I thought you'd like that. Mm-hmm. I know you really like the French. I do. I love their fries. I love their toast. I love their towers. I love their Canadians. Yeah, I love their Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love their pastries. pastries. I'm just in baking mode. I've been watching baking shows for like four nights in a row now because I'm just mm-hmm. like... I'm. Tomorrow, I am going to spend all day baking. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an ordeal. You're going to watch some GBB? Oh, that's what I've been watching, yeah. Yep. Masterclass, The Beginnings, Ooh, mm-hmm. The Holiday Specials. I've been watching it all, buddy. Nice. So, she's having this affair. And she writes really saucy love letters to him. And then her dad is all, Hey, you're going to get married to my buddy over here because it's good for our family. And she's like, ugh, fine, whatever. So she goes to a meal and she's like, hey, can I get those letters back, you know, just covering my ass. And he's like, nah, I'm just going to show them to your fiance. <laughs> so before he can do that, she decides to put arsenic in his cocoa, the most innocent of beverages. Yeah, naturally. And then he dies. <laughs> and she went to trial but got away with it. Apparently there was a thing in Scotland called not proven so like there was evidence or something but they couldn't prove that she did it I don't really know I was gonna look it up but then I didn't but I thought that was interesting and apparently that only happens in Scotland or only happened in Scotland so even though it was highly suspected that it was her yeah because they they even though they could make several probably like ties Mm -hmm. like it was probably her because of this 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 um what's that word uh, circumstantial yeah yeah so unless someone literally sees you do a crime you just get away with it i get i don't it's ridiculous yeah. criminals move to scotland do it now that's where burke and hair went <laughs> that's where it worked for them nah, they're dead, <laughs> they're they're, dead. They, they died so then in 1889 florence maybrick her husband james dies and the family is like that's kind of weird so they lock her in her room and they search the house and find some rat poison mm-hmm. and then uh, the autopsy comes back and they also found the same compound in his stomach. Uh, I think she got hanged. Yikes. Or no, she was sentenced to death and then they commuted it to life imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And then they let her out after 15 years. Okay. <laughs> sure. So figure that one out. Yeah. And then finally, also for the record... I'm going to send a lot of free stickers to the first person who writes me a love letter so spicy that it, that I feel it merits me murdering you. 
I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it's literally just going to be a list, like, jalapeno on show. <laughs> a ghost. I will read it. Yeah. I will read it out loud. Mm-hmm. On the air, for all to hear. <laughs> and I won't murder you, but I want to feel like the urge to murder i feel the need to murder you like oh my god if Stu reads this he will be so mad so i need to murder you so that this is never uh, this never comes to light i need first person to write me a love letter slide into my dms send me that love letter we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a terrible like there's going to be a podcast about how Georgia ends up in jail for murdering someone. <laughs> That's it. I will be an episode on all the podcasts that I listen to. Literally, yeah. <laughs> all right. Finally, Mary Ann Cotton, Britain's mass murderess. Spoilers, in case you didn't think she was guilty. Uh, she murdered up to 21 people, including 11, Ooh. if not all, of her 13 children. What? All four of her husbands. Probably a sister-in-law, probably her own mother, and uh, throw in some stepchildren, too. What the fuck? So, it's 1852. She's 20 years old. She marries William Mowbray, who worked a lot. He was a miner, and then he got a job, like, as a stoker on uh, the steamships. Mm-hmm. So, he went to sea to, like, he was basically a fireman and, like tended the fire and stoked them and made sure their steam was a thing. And the opposite of what we would consider a fireman to be yeah, in modern times. Yeah, he had, uh, like, their job was to prevent any fires from happening also, but they were in charge of the whole fire. Yeah, It's a combination of modern and Fahrenheit 451 firemen, yep. is what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, not a great job, but he went to work at sea, and he returned in 1865. They had, like, four or five kids at this point. And he died shortly after his return uh, of intestinal disorder. Hmm. And some of their kids died, too. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) The grieving widow goes to work as as a nurse at an infirmary, where she met her second husband, a patient there. His name was George Wood, and they got married in 1865, uh, the same year that her first husband died. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he died in 1866 after suffering from paralysis and intestinal problems. His death certificate states he died of cholera mm-hmm. and also typhoid fever, both of which we talked about last time. Yeah. Uh, then in the same year, 1866, she met James Robinson. He already had four children from his first wife, who had recently died. Um, but they got married in 1867, and she soon got pregnant. So then five kids... His four and her new baby all died. <laughs> so then old Jim finds out that she's been stealing his money and he kicks her out on the street. So then her friend kind of feels bad for her. Her name is Margaret. And she introduces her to her brother, Frederick Cotton. And he has two kids. Well, he had four kids and two of them died mm-hmm. as well as his wife. So he has two kids left over from his first marriage. Then Margaret mysteriously dies of some stomach ailments in 1870. Not too long after introducing the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then Frederick and Mary end up getting married and have another baby. And then Mary finds out that her former lover, Joseph Natras. Mattress? I knew you were going to say that. Dumb last name. His Nat- last name was Mattress. With an N. Stupid. N for Nova. Not Mattress. Not Mattress. 
M as in Mancy. Uh, Natris. Joseph Natris. She finds out that he lived not too far away, so she convinces her family to move closer, rekindled her affair with him, and then her husband dies in 1871 of gastric fever. Mm -hmm. That was in air quotes for those of you who can't see through microphones. (laughs) And then shortly after that, in 1872, Natris dies of the same thing. Hmm. And so finally this doctor is like, this is just weird. Because what she did, they would die, and then she would collect on their insurance, and then she would just keep the cycle going. Mm -hmm. That was her motivation, I assume, for murdering everyone was the uh, life insurance. Yeah. And so the doctor became suspicious, and eventually she was tried and found guilty, and she was hanged in 1873. Mm -hmm. So arsenic-soaked morning clothes were just one of the funeral trends that Queen Victoria established. Oh, here's what I was going to talk about earlier. I hope she it's also mattresses again. It's not mattresses. She also insisted. Speaking of morning routines, she insisted her servants had to lay out her husband's clothes every day and bring hot water for his shave and clean his chamber pot every morning. Dude, that'd be the easiest job. Right. I would do that. If someone's like, "Hey, this person is definitely alive," wink, wink. Can you do all this stuff for my? A live person, and I'd be like, oh yeah, dude. And, <laughs> Hit me up. Mm-hmm. She also made them leave the cup that he used for his medicine at his bedside mm-hmm. for ever after he died. And uh, she had his bust or a portrait of him in every single photograph of the royal family. Mm. Yeah. Holy shit. So I'm just, this is completely unrelated. Uh, I'm getting some very relevant information to my life live. So a couple of years ago at Comic-Con, I met the uh, voice of Mario. Mm-hmm. I haven't told you this story, Georgia. No. Okay. So I met this guy and he's like old. I'd seen a document. Uh, they just made a short like mini doc about him. And he was super, super nice. And I was like, so excited. So I go up and I look through all of his stuff because I wanted an autograph. But my favorite Mario character is Waluigi, hands down. Yep. And there was nothing Waluigi related. And I was like... That's I, why you dressed up as Waluigi? Yes. For Halloween a couple years ago? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And why for Christmas this year I got two more Waluigi related items. <laughs> uh, and last year I got one too. Love Waluigi. And uh, so I go up and I'm like, hey, like, I like thank you for everything you've done. Like, you're, like, super cool guy. Like, I love, like, all your voices. Waluigi's my favorite character. Like, hands down, all the stuff. And he's like, you should buy something. And I was like, you don't have anything Waluigi-related, or I would. But, like, thank you still. And he's like, oh, well, you might never see me again. Like, insinuating that he was going to die or kill me. It was weird. But uh, I was like, yeah, thank you, though. Uh, So, yeah, that happened. He's coming back to Planet Comic Con this year, and guess who has Waluigi prints now? It's him. It's all for you. Yes. It's all for you. I'm so... It's It's fantastic. Also, I'm going to get a bunch of clam chowder after we record today. Unrelated. Clam chowder. Oh, yeah. I'm going to chug it. I still want some Chinese food. They're the same thing. Can I just talk about... I'm still really pissed that the Panera by my work is closed, because... How much autumn squash soup have I had lately? Oh, zero. (laughs) Victoria and Albert are also responsible for some Christmas traditions that still exist today. But we'll talk about that in the next episode. (laughs) It's Sports Center, I think. Sure. (laughs)
Oh, like the ESPN app? Yeah, look at all the I know about sport. Mm-hmm. Yes. So other funerary practices included the body being removed from the household feet first so that uh, it couldn't beckon at someone to join them. What? <laughs> Come with me, child. <laughs> Come to my chamber. <laughs> The curtains were closed and mirrors were covered so that the spirit of the deceased couldn't become trapped in the glass. Clocks were stopped at the time of death to prevent further bad luck, and they weren't started again until after the body was buried, unless it was the head of the household, and then they just never started it again, which... What's the point in having a clock if it doesn't work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially when you have wind-up clocks. Do you buy a new clock? Like, how do you tell the time? I'm very confused by this. Maybe you just don't. Like, you just mm-hmm. never know what time it is, and you're late to everything. That's why it's pocket. Me. That's why everyone had pocket watches, because yes. no one's clocks worked. Exactly. On account of all the death. <laughs> uh, death portraiture, which I don't work... Okay, you might know stuff about this. Death portraiture became really popular. Uh, like, photography was fairly new, and memento moris became really popular, especially daguerreotypes. Mm-hmm. Because, do you know anything about that? No, nothing at all. Wow, you are fucking photography pants over here. Yeah. <sighs> Emily would know. Emily would know. God, I hate you. I'm just I love Emily, though, so it's fine. It ba- my love for Emily balances out your hate for You're me. You're supposed to know stuff about the history of photography. I'm not a history person. <sighs> No things about your profession. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, anyway, daguerreotypes were, uh, I guess they were more cost effective than having a full on, like, photograph done. Hmm. But also, like, the time of exposure was so long that it worked for dead people since they didn't move anyway. That makes, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I thought that was going to be more informative, but never mind. <laughs> I almost I almost texted you before, like, earlier today, and I was like, do you know anything about this stuff? Otherwise, I'll look it up. Nope. And I was like, no, we'll just wing it. This is what happens. I love winging it. <laughs> so good. My, um, I'm here to disappoint. Yep. Ask my parents. Can't, they will confirm. Uh, we talked more about the increasing need for cadavers during this time. Refer to episode two. Mm-hmm. So the threat of body snatchers or resurrectionists influenced people to build mausoleums or vaults to protect their grave sites, their final resting places, or they installed big iron fences around their grave sites. I don't know if they went all the way down or not, hmm. but I read something about how some body snatchers would like tunnel away from the grave and then tunnel to it and pull it out from underneath. I mean, that makes sense. To make it look like it wasn't... Like it wasn't disturbed. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've watched enough cartoons. <laughs> Bugs Bunny does that shit all the time. He does, yeah. So, I don't know if the iron fence posts went, like, down, to, like, the depth of the coffin to prevent that from happening. That's which so would make work, sense. Though. Yeah. They like, would have to be, like, ten feet yeah, tall. Um, what's, what's that line from that one song by... Uh, that one band. Oh my god. That's Ollie Sykes is a lead singer. I have no idea. It's about burials. It's fine. It's oh, about burials. I've seen them in concert twice. Ugh, and you still don't know. No, I'm done. Keep going. Okay, and if you were poor and you couldn't afford a mausoleum or a wrought iron fence, 
then you might arrange stones or flowers on the grave in a particular fashion that would indicate to you any disturbance. Mm-hmm. Like, aha, that flower is two centimeters left of where I put it. Yeah, or it's like, who? my rock doesn't look like a like a dong anymore. <laughs> Instead, it looks like a nose. Like, that's <laughs> Boo. <not> a, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think we've touched on the fear of being buried alive. Have we talked about that before? Mm, I think we have. A little bit, because mm-hmm. then that's when uh, some caskets had the bells mm-hmm. attached to them so they could ring if they got buried alive. I didn't know this, but that's where the phrase Saved by the Bell came from. What? Yeah. I that's thought, a fucking show for kids. I, <laughs> what? Are you kidding Is it for me? kids? It's a little, it's a little too much sexual tension going on. I was a kid when I watched it. I, I didn't know. know. I was too. That show's coming back too. But, um, but Zeke is a rapist or something. No, you're Screech. Trying, sorry. Yeah, Screech. Uh, no, he's... He was in porn. Something. And he's like Diamond. literally What's crazy. His name? Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. Yeah, he did a porn and he like stole some stuff, I think. So he's not going to be in it, but everyone else is. I thought he was like a pedophile or something. I, I don't think so. I mean, he kind of looks like one. He does, but like he's not. He's just a big douche. <laughs> I mean, oh, Screech. No, Screech. Uh, new trends encourage new job markets so before everyone had undertakers and those were just the people who arranged to like have the body moved and built the caskets also very prolific wrestlers yeah mm-hmm. the undertaker the undertaker ah. well, I don't I don't know the difference between the undertaker and triple h fun fact I think they're the same person me neither yeah uh okay <laughs> <laughs> So, undertakers became more professional in their careers. They wore suits. <laughs> and they became funeral directors. So, they mm. went from just doing a couple jobs related to the funeral to orchestrating the whole ordeal. Whole shebang. So, because it used to be that the family and the church would just arrange the ceremony themselves. But then the funeral directors became a thing. And as funeral practices became more and more elaborate you had all these different moving pieces that you had to fit together so it's like a wedding but like dead yeah Mm -hmm. so that's how funeral directors came into existence so they basically created a whole new capitalist industry (laughs) one of my friends who also listens to the podcast her little sister wants to become a either one of the people that makes dead people not look dead before funerals an embalmer thank you or uh, a funeral director my mom straight up was like, why don't you go to school to be a mortician? Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I could, but you have to do almost as much schooling as like pre-med to become a no, it's mortician. So, you know, uh, Grace is a little genius. She's actually not little. She's like 5'10". She's huge. Oh. She's a very tall lady, but... uh <laughs> Yeah, she's like a genius, so she no, she's like, I'm gonna do this and this and this and da, 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 da. I'm like, good for you, dude. I'm proud of you. We'd have ambitions. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like that once. Mm-hmm. Now I just have this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uncommon for families to picnic in cemeteries. Metal. Just like going to the park, but it's a cemetery. There's yeah. dead people there. I mean there's flowers in both places. I would assume you got the impression in the last episode that cities were, you know, gross. And we didn't even talk about pollution from the factories. We just talked about all the disease. So, um, yeah, fresh air, greenery, well-manicured lawns. Grandma. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just go, which that's a part of Day of the Dead too. Like you go to the cemetery and you have a big feast next to your family member, like your family member's area of graves and stuff. Yeah. So ultimately death culture in Victorian era was an invitation for you to contemplate your own mortality. Epitaphs and last words were supposed to be poignant and meaningful. It's pronounced poignant. Poignant. It's pregnant, but like you're from Boston. Poignant. <laughs> I put my khakis in my khakis. Oh, um, so I couldn't really find any like good last words, but I found some that I thought were kind of funny. Well, not funny, but okay. Like Emily Bronte said, if you will send a doctor, I will see him now. That didn't go so well, no. obviously, if those were her last words. Alexander Graham Bell ironically signed to his wife, no, after she said, don't leave me, which I thought was really sad. <laughs> like, he's like, no. Dude, I, in my head, so he's on his deathbed, and she's like, Adam, we've had such a good life. You've invented so many things. You've changed mankind. You've bridged the world. Don't leave me. And he said, no. And sunglasses fell over his eyes. And then air horns went off. And, like, Einstein just, like, dabbing in the corner. You know? And, who, like, fucking Taft or whoever was president is just, like, just uh, doing the Fortnite dance. Like, in the, he's just, like, flossing in the other oh corner. Oh, my God. No. I was just, like, this is really depressing. His wife is, like, don't leave me. And he's, like, no, I won't. And then he dies. One. Oh, I thought she he meant, like, no, I will leave. No, like, no, <laughs> like, I won't skirt. leave. Like, no. And two, this guy invented the fucking telephone. That's true. And he can't even speak his final words. Yikes. That's, okay, yeah, that's, that's irony. Yeah. <laughs> Which, the same thing happened to Robert Louis Stevenson. He, like, the whole time he was writing Jacqueline and Hyde, he mm. couldn't really speak. Uh, and I can't remember mm. what he had. But he would take like a either a notepad or uh, like a, a chalkboard mm-hmm. with him, so he could write notes mostly to his wife, and she would tell people what he needed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're watching The Office in the living room. So. <laughs> and Oscar Wilde, his last words. This was amazing. This wallpaper and I are fighting a duel to the death. Either it goes or I do. <laughs> Yes, I love it. And you know that had to be some fucking flamboyant wallpaper. That's what I want to do. Like, I just want to go out with being that petty. (laughs) And then epitaphs. I was trying to find good epitaphs, but I couldn't really. I found one for this guy called Robert Clay Allison, who was a gunslinger. He died in 1887. Wait, are you insinuating gunslinger is an actual profession? Yeah. That's so cool. Back in the day. What the fuck? All right, continue. And his epitaph says, he never killed the man that didn't need killing. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty metal. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) this woman, she died in 2006. And her epitaph just says, damn, it's dark down here. (laughs) (laughs) So let's uh, close with a discussion of what your last words or your epitaph would be. (laughs) Uh, my last words were pro- would probably be, uh, anyone here trying to die? No, just me. And I thought I would die. So that'd be pretty solid. Or, uh, it'd be something like, hey, either all of you fuckers leave or I do. And then I would die. <laughs> what else would I want, like, my last words to be? 
who wants to play the silent game, first one to speak dies. Or, like, last... Yeah, something like that. Maybe last <laughs> one to speak wins, and then I die. So, obviously, I'm going to win that game, going mm-hmm. out on top. Yep. Uh, yeah. What would you want your last words to be? I don't know. I think I would spend a really long time crafting some epic, like, Aragorn Return of the King right before they go Ooh. fight, uh, you know, the orcs. Mm-hmm. Some kind of epic speech like that. And I would carry it around with me so that... When I when I'm like, all right, it's time. I can whip it out and I can project this really motivational, inspiring, but super fucking nerdy, like mm-hmm. cliche speech. That'd be pretty solid. But you'd always have to keep it with you. One of yeah. you wore your other pants that day, you know? Because when maybe you're really I get it tattooed on me or something, I that'd don't know. be cool. But like, then you'd be wrinkly, so you'd have to like stretch out your skin. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm already wrinkly. <laughs> that or... Georgia wrinkles Abram. <laughs> the big wrink. That or... I think at this time in my life, uh, a phrase I say a lot, I think, would be, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, yeah. I say, for fuck's sake, and then I get hit by a car or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds about right. Or, like, I see that I'm about to get hit by a car, but it can't do anything about it. So, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. Because uh, I do say that a lot. So. That's true. Yeah. Or watch this would also be pretty cool. Like, good last words. <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> hold my white claw. Yeah, exactly. Hold my white claw. I saw, oh my God, I think I took a screenshot of it and forgot to send it to you. But I was looking at Ugly Sweaters on Amazon the other day. Mm-hmm. And there was one of Santa holding a white claw. And it said, ain't no laws when you're drinking yes. with, with claws. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. One of my bosses got... Uh, went to a drag show last week and I think it was their partner got had a sweater that was just two deers having sex and uh because it was a drag show in the state of Kansas Westboro was protesting oh, it of course. so all of like a bunch of the queens and a bunch of people that were there were just were going out to try to give the kids hot chocolate yeah. because it was 12 degrees outside and they were protesting <laughs> for hours and, and uh, they make their kids they're such good people that they make their kids stand out in freezing yeah, weather exactly and they kept being like that's gay hot chocolate no it'll corrupt you and the kids are just like staring at all of these like, these queens I want hot <laughs> chocolate from the pretty lady exactly <laughs> that's a man honey <laughs> I don't care. I like your eyelashes. <laughs> Support queens. So good. That same uh, boss almost yeah, got kind of robbed by a queen at one point. That's a story I'll tell later. It's a fun one. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please leave a like or a subscribe. It helps us out a lot gives us a little bit of range and reach as well. Reach is a word I meant to use, but range is also good, I guess. Uh, I need to work on my vocal range. You do. Exactly. Me too. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Tunes, or anywhere (laughs) that you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Also, if you'd like to contact us, feel free to do so by searching Broadcast from the Belfry on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or emailing us at broadcastfromthebelfry at gmail.com. Thank you again to Marshall for mm-hmm. making the music at the beginning of the cast. We love it. It's spooky, and you should go check out his other stuff. Mm-hmm. What do we say to the kind ladies and gentle limbs that listen to this spooky podcast, Georgia? I love how non-binary that was. Right. <laughs> um... 
thanks for listening and stay festively spooky. Sluts. Hey,